and welcome to the Emrose Wyatt podcast where we talk about all things spirituality, mindset and self-love. I'm so excited you've joined me today for another one of my podcast episodes. In today's episode I'm joined by special guest Natasia Caleo. Natasia is an amazing YouTuber who shares videos about self-love, self-care and fashion. Natasia's mission is to help every woman feel comfortable in their own skin and realise their boundless potentials. Hi Natasia, thank you for being here today and I'm so excited to get chatting with you. Um, first of all, it would be really great if you could introduce yourself to my listeners. Sure. No, thank you so much for ha- having me. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Ooh, introducing myself is always a little bit complicated. It's like, where do I start? Um, <laughs> I'm just a human who's been through a lot of ups and downs throughout my life, like pretty much everybody. And I've spent maybe like over the last decade plus just working on myself and learning to be a little bit more self-confident and love myself more. I've worked, I work a corporate job. I've worked in digital marketing for over a decade, but I always felt like I wanted to do something more, something that can help people and leave an impact. And that's why I started my YouTube channel and my podcast a little over a year ago. And it's, it's been an amazing ride so far. Yeah, I, I absolutely love your YouTube channel. Like I said earlier, I literally have been binging, binging all of them, all of the videos you have on there. Um, and luckily I have a few, so I didn't, you know, it, it lasted me a long time. Um, so obviously, as you mentioned that you have been through sort of like a um, self-love journey, so to speak. Um, and I was wondering if you could share a bit of your story with us. So like, when did you start struggling with self-love and um, sort of like how you went from there to now? Sure, of course. So I always think it's funny, you know, when we're children, I feel like that's when we're our most truest, authentic selves. And I feel like me now I have, I always tell people I have more in common today with eight year old me than like 18 year old me, because I finally feel like I've regained that authenticity. I was always very loud, bubbly, positive. I was always like a class clown. Like I would get in trouble for talking all the time (laughs) because I didn't know when to stop talking. And then one day it's like my light just started to dim. It really started, I started becoming a little bit more self-conscious in middle school. That's when you kind of start comparing yourself to others and you know, you want to fit in and you're comparing yourself to your friends and you hear gossip, but it was really in high school when I just really started feeling depressed. And I had a lot of things going on in my life at the time. It was almost like the perfect storm for something like that to happen. I was stressed out with school. I was, it was in the middle of like the biggest recession in the U S like I graduated in 2007 from high school, showing my age there, (laughs) but I graduated in 2007. So in 2008, that's when things started getting really rough uh, in the job market. But I was so worried about going to college. I was comparing myself to everybody. I was, I went through a phase. I honestly feel like I had body dysmorphia at the time because I felt like I could just look in a mirror and I could easily find a thousand things that were wrong with me. 
And at the same time, like my parents were having a rough patch in their relationship and that compounded onto it. I was very insecure in regards to like boys liking me. And, you know, in high school, that's when (laughs) everybody starts dating me. I got my first boyfriend, he cheated on me. And so I, it, it was like all of these things wrapped up into one. And I just started feeling very empty And that's the funny thing with depression. A lot of people, I think they have like this over-dramatized like assumption that it's, you're crying all the time and you always look sad and everybody can tell like, oh, that person's depressed when that's really not it. My best friend at the time, um, Nina, we've been best friends for over 15 years now. And she co-founded the Be You Not Them podcast with me. She didn't even know. And we were like sisters because I put on a facade. I was happy. I would joke around with my friends when I was out in public. But as soon as I would get home, I just felt very empty. I felt alone. I felt sad. And I was constantly battling like these negative thoughts in my head. So that's really when it all started. Um, And it it was, it was a rough, like I, it sucks. I really don't remember much of high school. Like I will run into people or friends from back in high school will mention, do you remember so-and-so, or do you remember when this happened? And I honestly have no recollection because it's like, I blacked out everything from my memory. I remember bits and pieces, but I feel like I was so in my own head that I wasn't really living in the present, which it's kind of sad because it's almost like, I feel like I don't remember for like almost four years of my life, but I also know I was going through a really hard time and I was just crying a lot. I was getting a lot of negative thoughts, like just reading my journal entries from back then. Now I still cry when I read them because it's like, I don't even recognize that person anymore. And it hurts to see like how much pain I was in and how overly critical I was of myself. Like, oh, of course, nobody wants to date me. Who would want to, like, I don't need, I wouldn't blame them. And I'm like, girl, I just want to go and give myself a hug. And I was just, it got to the point where, I started getting thoughts like, I wish I could just disappear. Yeah. And I remember, and I, I said this, I opened up about it in one of our podcast episodes. I still get a little emotional when I talk about it. Um, but I just remember opening like the cutlery drawer and just staring at the knives and being like, it would be so easy. Like, yeah, if it would just go through with it. But I knew internally that's not what I wanted I didn't want to disappear I just wanted like the emptiness to go away yeah honestly one of the one of the reasons I think that I was able to overcome it is honestly because I've always been a very self-aware person ever since I was a kid I've always been very observant to people I've always been very observant like with my own thoughts and only recently through coaching, like my coach is like, you're a total empath. Like, <laughs> Same. Like, 
Yeah, exactly. And that the downside of being an empath is that sometimes like you just feel things so deeply. Yeah. <laughs> you can get scared of your own emotions. And that was me for like most of my life. Like I didn't trust my emotions, but that self-awareness is honestly what was the turning point for me because I realized I'm like, this isn't me. Yeah. I was happy before. Like I was able to feel joy and I wasn't so hard on myself. So I can, like, I can get back to that. And that's really what started like the whole self-love journey that lasted. Like, I mean, it's always a work in progress. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like you just flip a switch and it's like, I'm happy now. Like I don't need to do anything else, but yeah, that's really what set things off for me. Wow, that honestly, your story is so inspirational and like it I resonate so much with it because I had depression as well when I was like I it started when I was about 14 and I, I've only just kind of like come out of it. But like I I resonate so much with like you you forget half the things that happened to you. Like I do not remember anything from like the, the later years of high school. I just people say things like you like you said, like, oh, do you remember this? Or, you know, so and so. And I'm like, no I have no memory because you're so like absorbed in your head of like all the thoughts and like just trying to get through each day that you don't really take notice of anything else and and I think when you're in that place as well you don't ever realize you're going to come out of it so you kind of don't think you need to take like be aware of anything going on because you don't think you're going to need that in the future so yeah I completely resonate with that and um thank you for sharing that as well um it's so powerful so obviously you mentioned that because you're quite a self-aware person, you kind of realize that you needed to change or um, do something about your thoughts. Like, how did that kind of come about? Was there like a certain thing that triggered it or it's just kind of you noticing negative thought patterns and thinking, okay, this is this is getting bad, I need to change. <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely once I started getting those thoughts where I yeah. was like, I, I just want to disappear. Like things would be better if I weren't here. Those thoughts really started scaring me because- yeah. I, again, the self-awareness, I'm like, but I don't, I don't want to die. I don't want to hear. I just don't want to feel this way. And it's like wanting the pain to stop. Exactly. And it's just like what you brought up. It's like, you're so in your own head that it feels like this is never going to end. Yeah. And it feels like that. And I think a lot of people who haven't experienced depression don't realize how terrible and how bleak that can feel it's almost like I say it's almost like you're in quicksand yeah like you just feel like you're sinking and nothing that you can do will get you out of it it's like never ending yeah and especially when you're in that much pain it feels like a few days can be an eternity oh my god absolutely yeah it feels like never ending especially when you're when you don't love yourself and you're not happy. So that's really what triggered it and kind of woke me up. And I'm like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. So I need to start taking my cat Milo. (laughs) He's so gorgeous. (laughs) Baby. (laughs) So that was really what made me realize like something has to change. I, I I need to do something. I wish at the time I could have gone to therapy, but at the same time, I was still, I was so scared about being vulnerable and telling people 
because of that fear of like, what are people going to think about me? Oh, they're going to think that something's wrong with me or that I'm a weirdo. So I kept it all bottled up. And I told myself like, I'm, I'm going to have to do this on my own, which I don't recommend for anybody. (laughs) I recommend not going through it on their own. (laughs) Like if I would have gone to therapy, it probably would have helped me had so many more breakthroughs earlier than constantly struggling with my own thoughts. It's just still amazing though, like how you did it without therapy. Like you brought that yourself out of such a dark place. Like that's something hardly anyone can do like on their own completely. Like that's amazing. (laughs) Like, trust me, it wasn't, it wasn't easy, but like, I think the self-awareness helped. And honestly, and this again, isn't something that I recommend because I feel like people do need to sit with their thoughts, but I kept myself busy. Yeah. Like I was, which wasn't hard to do because I was always like, I I was never the type of person that could sit still because I also have anxiety. Yes. I was constantly on the move. I was the the kid that would be like, okay, go to school. And then right after go to dance class and then come home from dance class and then work on my homework and study and then go to bed at like 10 PM at night, rinse and repeat. Yes. I decided it was the summer after I had finished high school before I started college. I saw it as like a blank slate. Yeah. I start fresh. Like I can, you know, forget about the past and just start as a new me. So I just kept myself busy at any time that I had like a negative thought, I would just like busy myself doing things that I like. And that would just, without even knowing that I was kind of doing what a lot of like self-help and self-love gurus tell you to do. Like I would look in the mirror and when I would start picking myself apart, I'm like, I love myself. I love myself and ignoring those negative thoughts. And it's, it's funny. And I'm sure you feel this way too. Like, I can't exactly pinpoint the exact day where I was like, wow, I love myself. No, definitely not. (laughs) Happened so gradually until like one day you notice it's like, I don't, I don't have any negative thoughts when I look at myself in the mirror anymore you know, I have confidence to like, put myself out there, or I I don't have any trust issues anymore with people. And it just slowly gradually happens over time. Like, I wish I could pinpoint the exact same. (laughs) I really can. It takes, it builds over so many years. And then one day you're just like, whoa, I've changed. And you're like, I actually am genuinely happy. It's like, it's, it's like the, the clouds have just lifted and you wake up one morning and it's just like, wow, I, I don't want to disappear anymore. And I actually don't hate myself. <laughs> it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. It's like, even now there will be moments where I just think something like really positive or beautiful. And I'll just like sit there and start crying. Like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. It's like tears okay. of happiness. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. It's like, what a relief. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I, and especially as like, like we've already touched on, like when you're in such a dark space or you, you, you hate yourself so much, you don't think ever that you're going to get out of it. So then it's kind of like, you're just, you're just going about your life. And then suddenly you realize that you have got out of it and it's amazing, <laughs> which is obviously one of the reasons why we both like preach about self-love and helping others because 
it, it is really hard to feel that there is a light at the end of the tunnel when you're going through it so it's nice to have someone that has been through it to kind of yeah. like be like the guiding light like we can get you through it it's going to be okay <laughs> yeah, like, it is possible and that's why I wanted to start my YouTube channel because just through doing the podcast with my friend Nina I was it was helping me become more open yeah. about that I went through and I'm like I can help others, even if it's just one or two people realize that they're not alone. I think, especially like we briefly talked about, like you're just so inside your own head. Yeah. And you think you're the only one that hates himself. You feel like you're alone in this island and nobody understands you. Nobody knows what you're feeling. Nobody can possibly understand like all of these negative thoughts you have about yourself, but if others can just open up and share their own experiences, it empowers others to do yeah. this. And it makes other people realize like, oh, I'm not the only one that feels like this. Yeah, definitely. And like, I was reading some of the comments on your, uh, the first video you ever posted, the self-love journey one. And they are so many people are like, oh my God, I resonate with this so much. And like, thank you so much. Like this has helped me. And it's like, wow, like, the one video that you decided to make on I think it was like your 31st birthday or something has like helped so many people it's just incredible it it was so crazy because I had no idea what I was going to do for my first video and I just honestly put my phone in front of me hit record and I just I swear I sat there for like a good few minutes just (laughs) like I don't know what to do so I just started talking yeah and it ended up being 30 minutes and I remember again like the (laughs) self-doubt my fiance Ben and I was like Ben this is 30 minutes long who's going to watch this and he's like just post it he's like if it's if you think all of it is relevant just keep it as is and just post it and I remember when I finally uploaded it I was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) I bet it was like a weight off your shoulders but you were so scared of what was going to happen at the same time I was and for like the first couple of months like it had a like maybe 200 views and even for me like that was amazing I was like wow 200 people watch this (laughs) and now it's I don't even I think it's like over 25,000 yeah it's quite a few and I just sit there, I still get comment like notifications each day of people commenting on it. And I'm like, I can't believe I was almost talking myself yeah. out. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, because um, I have a coach and the other day I posted something that um, it was like a limiting beliefs workshop. And I was saying to her like how I was really nervous that no one was going to, you know, come to it sort of thing. And she was like, but think of that one person that will come and how much you're going to change their life don't think about you think about that one person that will change their life and like in the end lots of people signed up and it was great but you don't realize that when you first put it out because it's so scary but you've helped like over twenty five thousand people like with that one video it's it's amazing yeah it's funny how we get into our own heads yeah (laughs) always a work in progress because self-doubt is real like I'll you still get like those negative thoughts it's really just yep. <laughs> and being like honestly now I just tell myself like what's the worst that can happen literally like, I some random person I don't even know leaves a negative comment yeah. <laughs> like oh well it says fun. more about them than it does about you <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah no it's it's amazing um 
I will obviously leave your channel um, in the uh, description part of the podcast so people can go watch that video if they want to because it is so good. Um, so I have a few more questions about sort of the habits you do to increase your self-love or um, basically anything you do like continually to kind of keep the self-love and depression kind of going. Well, the depression not going. <laughs> yeah, so I have like a really good morning routine now. I was, I never really had a morning routine until like COVID happened and I was stuck at home and I actually yeah. had time to myself. And it's definitely helped with my anxiety like immensely because I feel like I can start off my day calmer. Yeah. And for me, what I love doing that and that brings me peace every morning is reading. It's a great way to escape to make me think I usually go between like nonfiction and fiction so I usually try to read between 10 to 20 minutes yeah each morning and I always write down my gratitude when I first wake up to like things that I'm grateful for which also helps me start the day on a positive note like yeah we we always take for granted like little things. We kind of forget about the small little things that bring us happiness. Yeah. And we focus on like big things. Like if I, if I make this amount of money, then I'll be happy instead of focusing on what we already have. So I write like sometimes like very tiny things. Like I'm grateful that, you know, I went out to dinner with friends yeah. last I'm grateful that I got to FaceTime my mom. I'm grateful that I am healthy. I'm grateful that, you know, I was able to get in a quick workout yesterday, even though it was a busy day, like little things like that, because it just makes me more aware, like there are good things yeah. happening in life. You just have to pay attention to them. And mm -hmm. so something else that I've recently started doing, which I think has been really helpful in making me just feel at peace is like a five minute meditation in the morning. I've never been a meditation person. <laughs> I anxiety. I, it's very hard for me to sit still, but I recently read, um, well, listened rather to an audiobook called love your, love yourself. Like your life depends on it. Oh yeah. I just, I just got that book out the library. I haven't read it yet, but is it good? It's very good. Yeah. It, oh, I have it, to give it a read really serves as a reminder that self-love is an ongoing thing you yeah. can't stop practicing it it's not like I've reached 100% I'm good yeah because <laughs> fall off and stop doing these things you kind of go back into you know just the day-to-day -day autopilot and you yeah. start feeling overwhelmed again so one of the the things that the author suggested was just listening to the same song every morning something quiet, peaceful that you can enjoy listening to. And then as you're listening to it, you breathe in. And as you breathe in, you just say to yourself, I love myself and you breathe out. Oh, and wow. you're just repeating that throughout the entirety of the song. And if you get distracted, you just focus back on the music and just keep going. So that's been very helpful to me because whenever I've done meditation, just in like, quietness yeah it can be overwhelming <laughs> I'm like what am I gonna eat today yeah. 
this and this to do. I'm like, oh, what am I going to wear later for dinner? You know, I start getting distracted. (laughs) Music has been great for like refocusing. So that's been really, I've been doing that for, I think like two months maybe now. And I've been loving it. It really helped me. It's a great way for me to stay calm in the morning, as well as repeating to myself, I love myself and practicing self-love. So I feel like those three things have been critical in my morning. And also understanding that sometimes I need a break. I've I feel like over the past couple of years, I've become very more in tune with my body. Yeah. And I recognize the signs where I'm starting to feel overwhelmed or feel too stressed. And I give myself like permission to just not do anything, yeah. which for me has always been hard because it's like, I always feel like I have to be productive and go, go, I'm go. The same. Yeah. But some days like say, today after after this interview I'm just going to rest and that's fine I don't need to be productive all the time and I give myself that time to just relax recover just read watch tv and and that's okay yeah I think that as well kind of links back to how when obviously when we we were both like in depression I think because you make yourself busy all the time to forget your thoughts when you kind of come out of the other side of it you think if you if you slow down you're going to get those thoughts back but actually like now it's it's good to take time off because the bad thoughts aren't there and you can just enjoy like your own company and I think yeah it's really important to like not always you know hustle as everyone talks about like that's such a big thing in our culture nowadays it's just like on the grind like hustling all the time waking up at like 4 a.m to do six workouts before the day starts, you know? So yeah, no, that's really important. 100%. And I I agree. I feel like that's in every society and every culture nowadays, it's like we thrive off of productivity and people feel like not being productive, then what's their purpose? Yeah, like they're definitely doing anything worthwhile. So we feel like we constantly have to be go, 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 but and we start tying our self-worth to yeah. productivity so that then when we actually relax, we feel guilty about it. Which isn't relaxing in the slightest. <laughs> it's like you're relaxing and it's like, oh, but I could be doing this or, oh, I feel like such a sloth right now. Yeah. And like, girlfriend, sometimes you just need a rest. Honestly. Because when you don't, you're just going to burn out. And then I know from experience, my anxiety will just go through the roof. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, I think, there's a quote I don't know who it's by but that's like if you don't rest your body will like make you rest so you get like sick and and like really tired and then it's just like a constant cycle of guilt otherwise because when you're burnt out you physically can't do anything which makes you feel bad for not doing anything which means you try even harder it's just it's just a bad cycle which is it's not good <laughs> no it is no, no. It <laughs> um thank you for that I was gonna ask uh, if you have any like habits you do when you're having like a bad day or you're feeling not so good in yourself? I do things that I enjoy and yeah. that I, um, this is something I, I feel like I've brought up on, on our podcast before too, is like, we make time for all of the things that we don't want to do because we feel like we have to do them. Yeah. And then all the things that actually bring us joy 
take the back seat. And then we're like, oh, well, we'll make, we'll make time for it. Like when we're not busy and then you just never do it. Yeah. And so whenever I'm feeling stressed or in a funk, I'm like, I'm just going to do things and, or make time throughout the day for things that I know relax me and that I enjoy. So it can be like painting my nails. I love doing my nails. It's almost therapeutic for me reading a book instead of like reading for 20 minutes, I'll read for like an hour. I'll work out because I know from experience, if I have anxiety, that helps me kind of like flush all of that anxious energy. Yeah. Um, I'll treat myself to like, I'm a foodie. So I'll treat (laughs) myself to like a croissant or pastries or something that I really love and doing like little things like that, just to make me happy and to yeah. bring me. So I tend to focus on that. It's not really like, this is what I always do. It's really like, what would make me feel happy right now? Yeah. I want a croissant. So I'll <laughs> order a croissant or, oh, I really like this book I'm reading. So I'm just going to read for like an hour today to get through it more. And those little things like, will just make me feel a little bit more at peace. Yeah, no, that's really lovely. I think doing things you enjoy, because you kind of forget about what you actually enjoy doing on the day-to-day basis. Like, I love art. I'm not very good at it, and I don't claim to be an artist, but it's so therapeutic to me that, like, if I just have a few minutes just to, like, paint or do, like, I, I love bullet journaling, so, like, making a bullet journal spread and just, like, taking time to actually do it without thinking, oh, could I sell this on Etsy and make a business? Because <laughs> my brain always does that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I could make a business out of this, but it just needs to be like resting and, you know, having fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think also reading. I, I absolutely love reading, um, especially at the moment. I've just got back into like fiction books and like I forgot how much I get involved with the characters and everything. It's so what nice. Book, what book are you reading right now? I'm reading the uh on honeymooners I think it's called it's like one of those ones that is all over TikTok it's like a romance like enemies to lovers sort of thing um yeah it's actually really good I'm gonna have to look it up I'm, yeah. I'm like I love going between nonfiction and fiction and yeah like for the longest time I was only reading nonfiction. And then when I got back into fiction again, maybe like two years ago, I realized how much I missed it because it's yeah. such an escape. It's such I an escape. Yeah. Feel immersed in the story. And I'm like, man, I need to do more of this. I need to yeah. read more. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I have, I literally looked at my bookshelf the other day and I was like, I have no nonfiction books. No, I have no fiction books. All of them were nonfiction. And the thing is when I'm reading them, I, I'm either reading them for like a podcast guest, if I'm talking about something specific or it's like I'm reading them to sort of have like personal development and um, like creating content for like my audiences. So it's not really relaxing because I'm I'm always like highlighting things and making notes. And it's just like I need to relax with a good romance, <laughs> a, good no- <laughs> a good novel. Um, but yeah, definitely look it up. It's, it's a really good book, actually. I was kind of skeptical, but it is good. The Un- Unhoneymooners? I think so. If it's something like that. Yeah. I'm going to make a note of it so I can yeah. look it up on Goodreads. Yeah, it's quite it's quite good. I, I like it. I think it's become quite popular on like YouTube, um, BookTube and like TikTok and stuff like that. So highly recommend. <laughs> um, so the last question I have for you is if you could give just one piece of advice to your younger self, what would it be? 
Oh, it's a big question. <laughs> it is, like so many different things pop into mind. I think number, I think the, I'm just going to go with this one is vulnerability is not a bad thing. Being vulnerable isn't equal to being weak. Yeah. I used to be so scared of my own sensitivities and my own emotions. And I felt like I always felt too much. You know, you grow up and you hear people like at school and your parents constantly tell you like, stop crying. Like, don't. So don't sensitive. Like, stop being such a cry baby. And you start taking that in and absorbing that and equating like being sensitive is bad. Crying. Yeah bad and crying and being sensitive is ultimately vulnerability because when you cry in front of some somebody it's like you're opening up your wounds yeah the person to see and honestly it's brave if anything putting yourself out there like that and for the longest time even after I got through my depression I built up so many emotional walls because I felt like I needed to be stronger. Like I can be strong and then, and then things won't affect me. But then at the same time, I wasn't really connecting with people. I wasn't giving myself a chance to really open up and be myself around others because I was so ashamed of my own sensitivity. So if anything, I wish that was something that I would have recognized sooner is like being vulnerable is brave. Yeah is a good thing because that helps you really create like deep connections with people and feeling strongly isn't bad it can be beautiful yeah I think people always see vulnerability and being sensitive as a negative thing because it's like oh you let yourself feel the negative things but actually being an empath as well like feeling the good things it's like almost 10 times stronger because you're feeling it so well and I think vulnerability as well especially in our like lines of work or what we do it's helping other people because if we're vulnerable and telling our story and making space for other people to tell theirs that's literally going to change their lives hopefully anyway (laughs) so no of course I think that's for the longest time I always wanted to start a YouTube channel but again I didn't have the courage to put myself out there and be vulnerable and now that I've done it, I feel, I feel so grateful because I'm like, I wouldn't have been able to do this like five years ago, even no. like ago, I would have been too into my own head and I would probably try to put on a persona and be somebody I'm really not. Yeah. And I don't feel the need to do that anymore. And it's so accurate what you said, like being an empath and feeling things deeply like we associate it like me I would automatically go to like if I get sad like what if I spiral yeah like if I get hurt what if I can't recover from it but on the other side like being an empath and feeling things strongly like you appreciate like the little things in life too like I do like a little happy dance when I'm enjoying my food because I love it so much yeah <laughs> and teary-eyed eating (laughs) everybody's mom loves cooking for me because of how (laughs) you dance about how good it is 
<laughs> like, I was looking for you because you always enjoy our <laughs> like I small things like the sunset makes me happy and things like that. We don't, we don't only have to focus on sadness and being sad because that in the end, that's a part of life. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're resilient. We can overcome anything like you've overcome that your depression too, which is incredible. And I your introductory episode and your story is also very inspiring. Thank you so much. You're sober, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was sober for a whole year and yeah, I'm nearly two years in December. It'll be two years since I last uh, purged. So two years kind of free from bulimia, um, which is a massive thing for me because that when you're in like with eating disorders, obviously you just feel you're never going to get out of it. But yeah, thank you so much. That means honestly a lot, especially. You should, you should be very proud of yourself. Like that's like depression and eating disorders are a hard thing to overcome. And the fact that you're doing this now and you're, you're creating your own podcast to help people and like you truly love yourself, that's something that you should be immensely proud of. And that's Thank such you. a young too. I wish I, <laughs> like I was like as far in my self-love journey at 20. <laughs> yeah, I do sometimes think that I'm like, oh, I'm 22 and I'm, I'm trying to help like people in their like 30s and 40s as well, like love themselves. And I'm just like, that's insane but I mean I guess we all go through things at different times yeah I mean each person has their own journey like we can't compare ourselves to like where any anybody else is on their journey and I mean I've had people comment on my videos like I'm in my 40s and I just realized that I don't love myself yeah which is it's never too late no it never is it's never too late, but it's just, I feel like a lot of people, if you were to ask and stop somebody to ask themselves, like, do you love yourself? I feel like most people would say no, which is so sad. It is. And it's not something we really think about on a daily basis. Again, we're on autopilot and we tend to focus on all of the bad things that are happening in our lives. We watch, you know, TV and the news that just shows a lot of negativity yeah. that's going on in the world. And we start, it's almost like we start seeing everything through a negative lens. I mean, even for me, for the longest time, I was super cynical and I didn't trust people. Yeah. And once you start loving yourself, it's like, it's such a night and day comparison. Like, I wouldn't say I'm overly you know, overly optimistic. I just think that I know that I can get through hard things and that things will end up working out in the end. Yeah. I think that's, that's, yeah. I think you just realize that like you can get through hard times, which is in and of itself is just a blessing because hard times happen for everyone, but you just have to like I don't know when you've been through so much already like you just you just know you can already like even if something bad happens you can get through it and that's the best thing ever obviously not the bad thing happening we don't want that happening no (laughs) (laughs) good things for everything have you read the book um untamed by glennon doyle i haven't no but i have got it on my list is it good Yes, I'm going to recommend it to you and to whoever's listening, I think is anybody who's suffered either from depression or anxiety, there can be a lot to relate to in her story. Oh, okay, cool. 
I, I had several breakthroughs while I was reading her book last year. It was probably my favorite nonfiction that I've read in a long time. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to do an Amazon order. <laughs> <laughs> there was something she said and some, some, something along the lines of like, we have this misconception that life is supposed to be easy and it isn't. No. Like, being a human is hard. Like there's ups and downs, but that's, that's part of the journey. Like you can't shield yourself from unhappiness or from getting hurt because then you're not really living the human experience. No. And so we try to protect ourselves from bad things, but it's impossible. And she's like, we're resilient. Like you can get through anything. Literally. it's it's part of life like there's going to be the lows but then there's going to be amazing times too and that's what we need to focus on yeah and even if we didn't have the lows like the if we didn't have the lows then the highs wouldn't be as high because it's, we don't have anything to compare it to if everything yeah. was just so good all the time it'd probably get a bit boring and like it would, <laughs> it would just be like oh life's so easy <laughs> it's hard to appreciate the good things yeah with, without the bad definitely definitely um, I will be ordering that straight after we uh, <laughs> we finish. <laughs> that awesome. sounds right up my alley. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Honestly, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. And like, I, I feel like you're like um, my soul sister from across the pond. <laughs> I, feel, I resonate so much with your story. No, thank you so much again for having me. And honestly, just keep it up. Like, keep doing what you're doing keep growing and trying to reach as much people like if if more people can learn to love themselves fully for who they truly are and even if it's like you and I if we can only like help a couple hundred people that's still worth it yeah you should be immensely proud of what you're doing and thank you thank for you. opportunity to to come here and share my story thank as you well. so much I will obviously leave like all of the ways people can connect with you Instagram uh, YouTube, all of that, your podcast um, in the show notes. But uh, is there anything else you wanted to add? Anything you want to say? If for anybody listening, just be yourself. You know, I, I was so scared of being my authentic self for so long, especially, you know, after my depression. Yeah. Feeling like I was too, too much for most people. And I can honestly say once I stepped into being more authentic, I have never been happier. And the people who love you for who you are will stay. And the people who don't will leave. And that's okay, because we're not going to be for everybody. And that's fine. Can't make everybody happy. But incredible things will happen once you become your most authentic self. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all um, are well and staying safe. If you want to see more from me, then please follow me on Instagram at Emrose Coaching. Um, you can join my Facebook group. Uh, it's called Spiritual Self Love Society. Yeah, so thank you so much again for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful day.